Clad in black and pasty-skinned, 15-year-old Zoe Pinkerton shielded her eyes from the oncoming high beams. The light bounced with the vehicle as it sped down a cattle pasture-flanked road. Like most nights in Adders, Georgia, the world was an inky black void. Just the way Zoe liked it. Or at least that's how she branded herself with her use of black eyeliner, black hair dye, and black lipstick. In truth, she loved nature, animals, and art of all varieties. She was even a sucker for those cheesy rom-coms her other girlfriends enjoyed, though she'd never admit it. The car slowed to a stop beside her. It was an expensive, fuel-efficient BMW. Zoe crossed her arms over her chest and raised a brow. The window rolled down. The black interior of the car shrouded all but the man's soft hands, hands that had never worked a day in their life. It was probably another middle-aged creep looking for a cheap thrill with damaged goods. Even in a small town like Adder's, pigs like this weren't that rare. I'm not interested in whatever you're doing, Zoe said snarkily. As an only child, making her demands known was never difficult. Completely silent, the man's hands tightened and loosened their grip on the steering wheel, as if he were using a stress ball. Goosebumps rose on Zoe's skin. She took a step back from the car and flipped open the phone within her hoodie pocket. She wasn't going to threaten to call the police. She was going to call them now. I'm sorry, the man said. His soft but stoic voice lent to a handsome face, though Zoe still could not see it. As she subtly dialed nine on her number pad, Zoe opened her mouth to ask, Why? But the glint of the abnormally long and skinny barrel shut her up with its quiet pint sound. A sharp pinch hit her throat. Her hands touched the long feathered dart protruding from her flesh. The ground came up and punched her jaw. Her limbs disobeyed her. The world twisted, becoming ever so dark. Zoe dreamed of falling into a pit. Her parents were watching her from high above. Their expressions were judgmental, and their frowns heavy. Zoe's tongue was thick in her mouth, preventing her from speaking. She felt weak. The teenager awoke in a sprawling hayfield, with an electric lantern on the ground a few feet away. In the light, black beetles and ants scurried under stomped hay. Zoe pulled her wrists. They were tied to the arms of an old wooden chair, whose right front leg was a little shorter than the rest. She jerked in her binding and looked out at the endless field. Eyes watering, Zoe screamed. Somebody, help me! The night sucked up her cry. The wind screamed back. Grass crunched behind Zoe. Zoe trembled. He's behind me. Her breathing became disjointed. Her heart pounded. I've killed a lot of people, the man admitted, almost with pity. Poison, knives. I haven't found a method that I like. That's weird, is it? Untie me, Zoe said through her teeth. She had to clench her jaw. It was the only way to keep it from chattering. Do it. I can't, Zoe. God knows I've tried for many years. 
How does he know my name? Zoe felt dizzy. Who are you? He bent down and whispered his name into her studded ear. Zoe trembled. It didn't make any sense. Why him? Why was any of this happening? The man grabbed the crown of her head and held it in place. Zoe attempted to shake out of his grip, but he was stronger than he sounded. As she struggled, Zoe noticed a large building in the distance. In her peripherals, she saw the man lift something sharp and pointed. Hold still, you really don't want me to miss, he said. Zoe clenched her eyes shut, telling herself to wake up from this nightmare. But with each passing moment, fear built, and the man lined up the sharpened stake for the kill.